Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We are on day two of John chapter 13, and today Jesus identifies his betrayer. This is really good. Normally, I read to you from the NLT because it's just really um, good, plain English, easy to understand, really great for everybody. But today, I want to read out of the ESV, and I'll explain why in just a second. But let me just start right here with verse 18. I'll read it for you in case you don't have an ESV. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen. This is Jesus speaking. But that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Now that doesn't really sound all that particularly clear, but let me explain to you why I have chosen this particular passage. First of all, when Jesus chooses a person, he knows them. He did not choose his disciples apart from his knowledge of who they are or what they would do. And so it's very important that Jesus told his disciples that he is not surprised by the betrayal that will soon happen. And then the whole lift your heel part. This was interesting. Jesus had Psalm 41, 9 in mind as he said this, because it had the sense of a a treacherous, unexpected attack, a sneak attack, or taking cruel advantage of somebody. In biblical culture, the code of hospitality and a shared meal meant that anyone who ate bread with me did afterward lift up his heel against me was a great betrayal and treachery. Or if we compare it, what it says in the NLT, the one who eats my food has turned against me. So lift the heel against me, turned against me is a flashback to Psalm 41.9. And of course, the disciples would have been really familiar with the Psalms. And then Jesus goes on to say, I tell you before it comes, then when it does come to pass, that you may believe that I am. Well, Jesus didn't tell his disciples that one of them, one of them would betray him because it was brand new information or that he had just learned about it. Jesus knew all along, all the way back three years ago, when he was choosing his disciples, he knew, he knew. Jesus told them so that the faithful disciples could remain confident in him. He's telling them ahead of time, I know what's going on. And so Jesus reminded all his disciples, the faithful ones and Judas, that his work was not finished. Judas is not going to win. The work of Jesus is going to continue and the rest of them, in addition to others, will be sent forth as his representatives. He wanted Judas to know that rejecting him meant rejecting the God who sent him. Does that make sense? Judas wasn't just rejecting the teacher. He was also rejecting the God who sent 
the teacher, and Jesus knew that all along. Well, the next little passage refers to to the seating order, if you will. So they were probably in somewhat of a U shape around this table. If you've seen, you know, pictures of the Last Supper, it's not completely inaccurate. And because Judas was kind of a big deal, he was the guy that was always in charge of the money. He he would have had a, a chief seat, actually, probably very near Jesus. But also on the other side of Jesus is the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, I did have a New Testament professor in seminary who conjectured that that might not be the disciple John, but a lot of other people, including Charles Spurgeon, believe that it actually is John. Actually, here's a quote from Spurgeon. He says, we know that it must have been John for many reasons, but he still does not say so. He hides John behind the love of Jesus, which proves that John gloried in the love of Christ, but did not boast of it egotistically. I kind of am with Spurgeon on this. I think that John was the beloved disciple or how he refers to himself, the one whom Jesus loved. But doesn't that just tickle you pink? Wouldn't you just love to refer to yourself as the one whom Jesus loved? If you've never said that about yourself, today's the day. Today you are the one who Jesus loves. And maybe it was because John was younger. He was one of the youngest disciples We don't really know the reason, but we do know that he was sitting near Jesus and he could have been even close enough to kind of lean back on him, which is important because he's the one who would have heard what Jesus said. And Jesus said, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. Now, dipping a piece of bread in the oil designates a very special honor. And because Judas is in the chief place, he also likely heard those words, right? So Peter was on the other side of the table. We're not sure why he wasn't really near Jesus, but let's let's think about this for a second. Had Jesus, let me back up. Had Peter heard Jesus say he was going to identify exactly who the betrayer was, do you think for one second that Peter wouldn't have come out swinging? Do you, do you remember what he does to poor Malchus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he chops off his ear with his sword? Peter's a hothead. He would have leapt over the table. Can you just see it? To grab Judas by the throat, and he never would have let him leave. So I'm guessing Peter never heard exactly what Jesus said before he dipped the bread in the oil, and he hands it to Judas. As in, I got eyes on you. I know who it is. But Jesus identified the betrayer to John because he was right near him, right? And seemingly really not to any of the other disciples. And maybe, maybe John was too young. Maybe he was too scared. Maybe he didn't want to oppose Judas. Or maybe he just didn't immediately grasp what Jesus said. Or frankly, he was just so darn shocked that it momentarily confused him. But nobody stopped Jesus. And once the bread dipped in oil was handed to Judas. Scripture says Satan entered him. It was kind of a done deal. Now, Satan can't enter somebody without permission. So obviously Judas was open to this. And frankly, it's 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 very sad that he was, but it's a testament to the fact that sometimes a fallen person 
needs more than an example and even more than good teaching because Judas had the very best example and the greatest teacher of all time, and he chose to still be lost. He chose evil. So that's where we need to leave our story today. Tomorrow, come right back here. We're going to conclude with Jesus predicting Peter's denial. If you can believe it, of all people, Peter is going to deny Jesus three times. Come back to hear it. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.